have I done? I'm also just a girl. Standing in front of a boy. Asking him to love her. You're a lady. You're lots of lady. You're once, twice, twenty times a lady. I like you. Very much. <laughs> Uh, apart from the smoking, and the drinking, and the vulgar mother, and the verbal diarrhea. No, I like you very much. Just as you are. Alright, welcome back to another episode of Selb in the Suburbs. It is the last installment of Black History Month. Uh, that does not mean we will not be doing black movies from here on out, but it does mean the end of doing them for a purpose well i guess we're always doing them for a purpose but you know what i mean anyways um today today we're discussing the movie sylvie's love which gonna put a big sorry not a rom-com uh i talked about this in the last holiday episode but i picked four movies to talk about on my romantic comedy podcast for Black History Month, and not a single one of them was a rom-com. Not one. Not not a single one. We're O for fucking four. I I I I'm sorry. Some great movies, all four of them, great, great, great flicks. Well, we'll get into Sylvie's Love, I guess, in a moment, but um so no, no rom-com. So sorry. All romance. Well, that's a, that's a lie too. Last holiday was not a romance. Last holiday was a comedy. I'm terrible at this. I'm so sorry. Anyways, Sylvie's Love. It's a new one. It came out in 2020. It came out in January 2020. I thought it came out in January 2021, but. IMDb is telling me otherwise. I think I'm just stupid. Uh, I guess, which I, I mean, that's a very high possibility. But it came out in January 2020. Period. End sentence. Came out in January 2020. It's an Amazon Prime original. I don't know if I've watched any Amazon Prime original content. This might be my first one. Huh. It was good for original content, I guess. It has a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 92 on Rotten Tomatoes, 74% on Metacritic, 93% of Google users like this. Per usual, I do not want you to tell me what Rotten Tomatoes is or how it works, and I don't know what Metacritic is, and I don't care. So take that with what you will. It is starring Tessa Thompson, who I love. She is also in Thor Ragnarok and the Avengers movies. She is beautiful. I uh, actually wrote down, and I quote, Tessa Thompson is so earth-shatteringly beautiful, it hurts my heart. She's just so pretty. Like, she's gorgeous. She's amazing. I love her. And the male star of this movie is Namdi Asemwa. I googled how to pronounce that because I wanted to do it justice. And guess what? He's fucking married to Kerry Washington. I 
I'm shocked. I, I'm just always shocked when I realize things like that, when celebrities are married to each other and I didn't realize, but married to Kerry Washington, also a former football player. He played for the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Raiders. Incredible. Love that for him. He was really good in this movie. He, he's hot, um, he's lovable, and he's great. I forgot to look up how to pronounce this guy's name, Reggie Jean Page. It's the guy from Bridgerton. It's the Duke. The Duke from Bridgerton is in this movie. Not as a lead role in any means, but he's, he's pretty good. He's funny and he's pretty. So I love that. Also, Eva Longoria is in this. I think she was in it from the beginning, but I think she was blonde in the beginning. So it really confused me. I didn't really, because when I Googled this movie and when I look it up, like she's billed high, but I thought she wasn't there until the end, but I guess she was there at the beginning. I just think I'm, again, I think I'm dumb. And once I get to talk about this movie, I, I think you'll understand why I just straight up wasn't paying attention. I'm gonna be honest with you. So this movie, it takes place in 1950s Harlem obviously starring two black people it's a romance between two black people forbidden romance ladies and gentlemen if you like a forbidden romance you will like this movie she's engaged to a different man obviously he's out fighting a war nom mayhaps is that one happening in the 50s sorry to the history people who are screaming at their phones being like sorry you idiot i think it's nom but she's engaged to someone else. They meet. They have a really, they do have a meet cute. It's really cute. He wanders by her dad's record shop and there's a hiring sign inside and he wanders in and she's working the desk and they start chit-chatting and he works for her dad and boom, friendship, love, love. And, you know, you just heard me say 1950s Harlem. If you are a dense person, you don't know that that means black people and racism. 1950s, racism. Harlem, black people. Put those two together. It, it sounds like it wouldn't make a good movie. But the thing that I really, really enjoyed about this movie is it's a black movie without the black trauma. There's no black trauma. There's one racist white lady. She's a dumbass. She's an idiot. We hate her. But it really is only her. They, they don't really ever talk about racism. They bring up the fact that it's happening. Like racism is a thing. Like a couple times, Sylvie wants to be a television producer and it's kind of an ongoing thing. Like, oh, I didn't know... There were Negro female television producers or they'll make, they'll say things like that. Like they kind of do acknowledge the fact that that is a little absurd for the times. But this is not a spoiler because it's in the trailer. She, she gets the job. She, is, she becomes a, well, she becomes a producer's assistant at least under a black female producer television comma my brain 
is so fried. From what? I do not know. I've been up. I got up early. That's why. I had to get up early to go to the dentist. And something that I'm going to brag about real quick is that I am 24 and a half years old. I'll be 25 in May. I have never in my life had a cavity. Not once. Nope. These teeth are squeaky clean. They are healthy. They are amazing. Never had a cavity. I'm going to put that on my fucking tombstone. Sarah Thompson, never had a cavity. Anyways, back to, back to Sylvie's love. So it's, it's a romance. It's, it's a straight up romance. It's a romantic drama. I'm going to be honest, a wee bit of a snooze fest. It's a wee, a wee bit of a snooze fest. I only like romantic dramas when the drama is drama. I want deaths. I want forbidden love. I want affairs. And while this movie has all of those things, it somehow plays down every single one of those things. Like, none of those things seem to be a big deal. She's having an affair. Not a big deal. Pregnancies. Not a big deal deaths not a big deal like they just happen and no one cares or says anything once it's happened like what what it's stupid there is a five-year time jump i don't know if that turns people on or off i don't really know it's it starts it opens with them meeting again and then it goes back five years to when they met for the first time and then it jumps forward five years to before they meet again and then they meet again that sounds so confusing so robert moves to paris this is they have a summer they're in love they're having this affair while her engaged betrothed is in some war-torn country and he is a jazz musician and he leaves to go to Paris. Asks her to come with him. She doesn't for reasons that I will not spoil until the end of this podcast, in which I will then spoil. I will give you a spoiler warning. But so he goes to Paris, jumps forward five years. She's married to said man. She's living her life. She gets a job as a, the production assistant. She's outside waiting to go see a show, waiting for her friend who doesn't show up. And Robert waltzes on up. It's been five years. She hasn't seen him since then. So they, um, they see the show together. They have a lovely, lovely night together. And then it continues on from there. Like it just, the, the plot stays in that time frame. So it's, it's interesting. It's kind of, I think it wants to frame itself as here's this summer fling I had that turned into something more, but it couldn't be more because of all these things happening to me. But it, it's kind of quick, but also slow at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's both incredibly boring 
and interesting at the same time because the things that are happening are very interesting but they somehow made all of these very interesting things very fucking boring like movies with affairs are not typically boring this was somehow really fucking boring like just no one in her life cared that she was ha- she was cheating on her boyfriend fiance engaged person no one cared no one ever said anything her mom gave her one stern look at one point and that's it i i don't i what like i don't i don't get it and okay this is where i'm gonna put the spoiler alert if you have not watched the movie and plan on watching it don't want to get it spoiled spoiler alert stop listening just skip to the end i guess editor sarah will tell you when to jump back in the reason sylvie doesn't go to paris is because she's pregnant but she's pregnant with his baby his his baby and she's obviously torn because she has her engaged man fiance why do i keep forgetting the word fiance her fiance is coming home at some point hopefully he does come home and she doesn't tell robert because she knows if she tells robert he'll stay and she wants him to go live his dream now do i think this is incredibly fucking selfish absolutely because first of all girl forgot about the option of ditching her fiance and going to paris and having a wonderful life with robert and the baby but she chooses to not let robert know about the baby or the husband i don't think the husband knows that it's not his baby well i guess he would find out because he would come home and she'd be pregnant no he does know never mind that's a lie he knows his husband knows so this man out of the kindness of his own heart i guess is raising a child that is not his when sylvie very much could have just gone to paris and this kid could have had the right father and saved sylvie and robert a lot of fucking grief but no she stays but because she stays she's a telephone operator and then as she's operating those telephones she hears about a job as a production assistant for a cooking tv show and she goes and it's a black woman producer and she gets her dream job as a production assistant and that's that, that that's worth it to stay i guess so that's a good thing so she gets her dream job that's a, that's a great thing at this point her daughter is five years old She's been in this marriage for, I guess, what is five years, four years? I don't know. That's when she meets Robert again. She does not tell Robert. She does not tell this man that this is her baby. This is his baby. What does happen is Sylvie's dad tells Robert that it's his baby. And then he dies. This man, Sylvie's father, drops the atomic fucking bomb to robert that sylvie's daughter is his 
and then he up and has a heart attack and no one fucking cares there's a funeral but sylvie's working through it sylvie's working and everyone grieves in their own way do not get me wrong but it is oh so brief that this man is dead usually in romantic dramas when the father dies and it usually romantic dramas go with such i last song i feel like it happens in dear john i don't know happens in a lot of movies when the father dies the father is like the he's the helpless romantic like he wants the daughter to fall in love and he's her number one fan the mom's toughener or the mom isn't around but the daughter the dad dad loves his daughter and wants her to have the love that he knew with his wife and then he dies and it's fucking depressing it is so sad when the dad dies i did not give one fucking shit that this dad was dead it was literally she goes home and her husband's parents are there i don't even know whose parents it was i was very confused because i stopped paying attention I wrote down, just blacked out and stopped paying attention for 20 plus minutes. I literally, I was not paying attention. I'm so sorry. Anyways, maybe that's why I didn't care. But she goes home and some dude's just like, your dad had a heart attack. And that's it. They cut to the funeral. Sylvie's working at the funeral. Her husband is like, do you really have to work right now? And she's like, yeah, I fucking do. The show must go on. And then they break up. Not over that, over everything he's like i i i wanted to be the guy that you loved and clearly i'm not so they break up so she gets with robert it's just quick she calls him she's like yo i'm fucking single now here's your kid want to fucking meet her easy as pie right that's not how life works you can't just introduce a five-year-old to a new man and be like here's your daddy that's absolutely not how that worked also where's the where's the ex-husband that that poor kid's gonna be so fucking confused so it's all well and good i guess they're chilling but now robert's like i gotta i gotta make some money i gotta make some money for my family now i got i got a kid to provide for and he goes to try and get some jazz musician jobs it it, i don't i don't really understand what he's trying to do he's trying to get performances i guess i don't really know it's shut down i guess jazz is dead at this point it's like the 60s now i don't it's late 50s early 60s I, i i don't know i can't tell jazz is dead according to everyone so he calls his old bandmates and one of them just straight up lies to him and says that he can get Robert a job. He just flat out lies. And when Robert goes to Detroit to meet his old friend and be like, where's that job? The friend is simply like, oh, I was pulling your leg. I didn't think you'd actually come out here. I'm full of shit. And Robert's just supposed to accept that. What, what kind of friend does that? If one of my friends was like, hey, I have this kid that I didn't know about that I now have to provide for. Can you get me a job? I would be honest with them. You you can't lie to a man in that situation. I, I simply don't understand it. 
so he goes to Detroit. He can't find a job. He he'd asked Sylvie to move with her, with him. And she said, obviously, yes. She starts calling some people. She can get a production assistant job. At this point, she's an actual producer on the show that she was a production assistant for. So it would be a step down. But she'd still be working in TV. She'd still be doing what she wanted. And to be a Black woman working in production, still a huge deal. And she seems happy about it. But Robert has this realization that she is finally living her dream. And I, he, she can't just give that up for him. So he lies to her and says, I don't want you to move with me anymore. And they break up and he moves to Detroit, not to do music, but to work in a factory. Now, I have a big issue with this because if he was moving just for any old job, why couldn't he just get any old job in New York where Sylvie lives? Maybe there were no jobs, I don't know. But if he's just getting a job, I don't, I don't understand why he can't just get a job where Sylvie and his daughter live instead of breaking up and moving and not telling her why. There's a load of fucking bullshit. If you skipped all of the spoiler shit and now you're back, welcome. I just got really angry there. I don't like this movie. I like this movie. It's okay. I have a lot of issues with this movie. I think that I had high expectations, unfortunately. And with movies, I need to go in with no expectations. Because the times that I go in with no expectations are the times that I like movies the best. So this movie, I had high hopes for it, and it just did not fucking hit the way I wanted it to, unfortunately. In terms of our rom-com checklist, does not make me want to fall in love, kind of makes me want to never fall in love, because it sounds fucking excruciatingly painful. It is not funny. There, I guess, is a miscommunication, because they simply don't communicate. So I guess that counts. And then... There's several musical numbers due to the fact that it's very jazzy. Uh, Ava Longoria has a song that she sings and dances to. It was kind of dope. I mean, I knew it wasn't a rom-com. It's a romance. It's a romantic drama. It was good-ish. Support Black movies. It was directed by a Black man, Eugene Ash. Written by a Black man, same guy, Eugene Ash. If you like romantic dramas, you will probably like this movie. I do not like romantic dramas. It's not ooey-gooey, lovey-gushy feeling. It's kind of excruciatingly painful in a good way, I guess. I'm trying to find things to like about this movie. Tessa Thompson's hot. Namdi Asamwa is hot. The Duke is hot. I'm giving this a 2 out of 10. It's not a rom-com, and I just didn't really like it as a movie. I, I don't think I will ever watch that movie again. I don't know. Like, we should support Black movies. But you know what? We can't just support Black movies just because they're Black movies. 
you might like this movie. It's a very cool movie, I guess. If you like dramas, I don't. How many times am I going to say about this episode? <laughs> you watch it. You tell me if you like it. And you get back to me. Yeah, do that. Um, I'm going to stop because I'm literally falling asleep. You can probably tell in my voice. But uh, like and review the pod. Follow on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever the heck you listen to podcasts. I don't really know where other people listen to this podcast, but Spotify and Apple are usually the two biggies. So do what you got to do. I would really appreciate reviews and comments and things because that lets me know that you're listening and it lets me know what you like about it and what you don't like because if you like things, I'm going to do more of them. If you don't like things, I'm going to do less of them. Well, maybe because there's some things that I like about them that I might just do anyways. But if you like shit, just, just tell me and we'll keep it going. Follow me on Twitter, biracial underscore booty, Instagram, biracial booty, Clubhouse, biracial booty. I can get some followers in there. Maybe we can start doing some movies on Clubhouse. We can watch them together or something. I don't know. That might be fun. That could be a thing that we do. I don't know. I don't know how Clubhouse works, to be completely honest. Next week, we are going to finally get into To All the Boys I Loved Before. Um, we will be doing the first, then the second, then the third. Obviously, that's how counting works. I will have a guest on. We will be talking about our favorite moments from all three movies, as well as how much we hate the second one and how much of a letdown it was. So that'll be good. And then we will get into someone great after that. And then I have a movie called Broken Hearts Gallery that I'm fucking obsessed with. And it's going to be on Stars in March. So I wanted to wait for it to come out on Stars so that everyone could watch it with me as opposed to buying it on Amazon like I did. Well, I rented it on Amazon, but I'm going to buy it on Amazon because I love this movie so much. But get ready for that. Watch that movie if you have not watched it yet. And yeah, I guess that's everything I have for today. I'm going to play a really pump up song to get me going. It's probably going to be Mind Over Matter because that's a banger outro. Cue it. Love you all. I see you over there cooking while you over there looking like a fire core. Just fire? I walk over to the kitchen and I feel a little smitten with the way the oil pour. Like this? Got my head around your waist. Yeah. Put my cheek up on your face. Okay. Turn your eyes so you can see what you cooking up in me. I wanna be generous. Uh. A little more tenderness. Uh-huh. Feel you feeling better than you did before. I'm taking it serious. Uh. A little more time with it. Uh-huh. No physical, it's so much more Cause when we make Get loud, real loud We take it deeper Mind over matter Yeah, when we make Get loud, real loud It's like a healer Mind over matter And that don't matter Put the pillow where you want it Just in case we gotta pause it for a little breather Right here Cause when you're comfy, I can explore your body Make me wish I was a mind reader Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna work harder Gonna touch you smarter You know I'm gonna find the new surprises Cause when we make it hey, loud, real loud We take it deep, we take it deep Mind over matter huh. Yeah, when we make it loud, real loud It's like a healer
got that good, good deep like a therapist All in my head while I'm licking your areas Give me them feels like that strong sativa Care from my pain, call you Alivia The only one for me looking at you Made you, I'm going for two Three o'clock, ooh, four o'clock, ooh Five o'clock, ooh, ooh Cause ooh. when we make, yeah Get low, get low We take it down My dope, my dope, man 